Hello. What a professional setup. <laughs> you look like a, a pod pro. <laughs> a pod pro. Do you know? I'm, you know where I am. I'm literally sitting on the floor in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I'd been in that studio before. Yeah, I'm, at this point, I've got to hold my hands up and say I'm just a laughing stock. That's basically what's going on. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it gets like that sometimes, huh? You know what I mean? I, re- I respect it. I respect it. It's a good look. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, are you recording on your device? Yeah, I think it's recording. I have, I have a personal question that I've got to ask you. Go on. What What would you do for clothing? If it hadn't been for the sponsorship, because I swear every time I see you, <laughs> I'm wearing Nike. Okay, okay, so, so that's the energy. That's the energy, yeah. I just wondering like what you would do. That's like, the energy. How you would like. That's the energy. I'm just asking you. That's the energy. That's the energy. Okay, cool. Just see how. how okay, you... cool. Okay, so I'm not sure if you're aware <laughs> of this, but there's um there has been and still continues to be a pandemic, and as a consequence, <laughs> public showings are very minimal. So you seeing me wearing this. It doesn't matter to me. I would happily wear similar to the same thing most days because it doesn't matter. That's where I we're wasn't, at. Listen, I wasn't throwing out any judgment. I'm I'm currently wearing my mum's nighty like over here. So I'm not over here. I'm not judging you. Yeah. I'm just... yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. That's but then that's your energy anyway. You tend to wear that pre pre pandemic, so <laughs> nothing changes, you know what I mean? Wow, the sass. I know. But like I said, are you recording? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, right, cool. Well, well, in that case, then we're gonna we're gonna begin the show. And this week, Yudi, you doing the introduction. I'm gonna sit back, enjoy. Go. Um. Hello. What? Go. Um. Welcome to the. What's happening? You're introing the podcast. Go. Oh. Okay. Um. Welcome to the, the kickback with uh, the kickback at the kickback underscore Nadum. <laughs> please carry on this is great this is great as far as like interviews uh, go this is great oh oh sorry i forgot hello my people what's up my people uh, sorry what's up my people mm-hmm. uh, welcome to the kickback with with Nadum. you can find us at instagram at kickback underscore Nadum that's or a, on twitter that's, that's a fact that's a fact underscore Nadum. that's a fact uh, and if you're interested in listening to our playlist you can find that on spotify that's right at the kickback playlist it is in the the link is in where's the link again <laughs> listen you're doing the intro not i but i didn't like i forgot my line you're so line basic we're like... 70 episodes in you listen to every episode and still you don't have a clue so what's up my people welcome to kickback with nadam the co-host is ud he has been here from the start of series three our social media is kickback underscore nadam and that's on instagram and on twitter one day, I think we might get a blue check as well. So believe it when I say our Instagram and our Twitter, it actually represents us. That's coming. And yes, the music playlist can be found in the show notes. Links to it are in the show notes. And it's a good vibe. Although Yudi didn't really describe it very well, that's where you can find it. And there as well, you can find a link to leave us an audio message, which maybe we'll play out on a future show. So that's the best thing to do. And Yudi, as far as auditions go, as I say, bang average. Bang average. Uh-oh. I was going to say show notes, but I thought it seemed too obvious. So, well, that's the thing. If it's um, if it's obvious, it's because you've heard it many times. So, yeah, that, the show that'd notes. Be the one. That'd be the one. The show notes. In the show notes, you can find links for the music producer. You can find links for probably Ryan himself. Links for everything. So, make sure you have a look at that anyway. So, anyway, now you've failed at your attempt at introducing the show. I need to actually just be a nice guy and ask how you are because you look quite stressed. Because I expected better from you from that intro. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Life is life is good. Uh, I had a couple of days off work, so I'm wow. feeling relaxed. Life wow. is life is good. Wow. How are you, Nadam? How are you? <sighs> you know, I love it when you ask me how I am. You know, I'm 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 all right. The sun was out this week, so I'm all I'm all right. But the snow's out nice. next week, so I'm getting ready for that as well. You can't enjoy life too much sometimes, <laughs> can you? What do you say? I this is balance. This is balance. <laughs> 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 But, you know, Strong. if it is like that, you know, we, we, things seem like they're getting better. So I'm positive. I'm enjoying doing the podcast. This Today's episode, next week's episodes, I really enjoyed recording them. So I'm hoping people do enjoy those as well. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. So without further ado, then, you know the game, UD. I give you three clues. You get one guess. Sorry, you get one guess, but you get one question before that to try and figure out who this week's guest is going to be. And today, mm-hmm. we I'll admit, disclaimer, we spoke about next week's guest. 
but I didn't tell him exactly who it was because I needed some advice on something. And to be fair, I don't usually turn to him for advice. So I just turned to him for confirmation. That's the way it worked. And it wasn't true advice. It was just getting him to just be a yes man. And he was a yes man. So yeah, thank you for that. Basically, you, you called me to give me my opinion, which was very nice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need it delivered straight to you. That's just the way it works. You know what I mean? Especially if it's a good opinion, you might as well. Yeah, I can take ownership of that. Happy days. Celebrate the good times. So here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Actually, tell lights. So it's April. F- so it's April. So a new charity. Oh, it's true. Or do you want to go I, back to an old oh, one? I thought we were going to keep that one. For, yeah, but that was March. Month, that was week. March. Oh, so we're starting again. Yes. Yes, we are. All right. So actually, I will go back to an old one. And for the month of April, I'd like it to be the Christie, please. Yeah, it's a great charity again. I'm more than happy to pay to pay them as much money as they need to make things better, but you're going to have to earn it. Yeah. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. So I'll be honest. 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 So you got it wrong last week. That has to be said. Yeah. And quite a few people enjoyed it. Enjoyed the fact that you got it wrong. So you may be the voice of the people, but one thing I've discovered is you're not the voice of all people. And some people do like to see you suffer. How does that make you feel? I I was ready for it. Um, (laughs) You know, I've got, I've got the blinders on. I'm blocking out the haters. I'm, I'm just here to do a job. All right, cool, so. cool. All right, let's roll then. So for a chance to win £100 for the Christie in Manchester, let's roll. Clue number one. He has played three, or he played, notice the reference that he played 341 games in the Premier League for his club, scoring <laughs> 76 goals, which made him their all-time top scorer in the Premier League. Yep. Right. Clue number two. He played three games for England, but he was actually eligible as well to play for a couple of the countries, of which one of them was Scotland. Yes? Right. And I think think you might know this one. You might know it based on that second clue. And the third clue is that he never won any silverware for his club, but he did finish as runner-up in the FA Cup and the League Cup during his career. Hmm. How how does that make you feel? Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. All right, what what was you said club? Club, yeah. So, oh, I'm out. What was the club in question? That's the question. That's oh, it's, oh, it's a tapping now. You must know what that is. It's uh, <laughs> it's oh, darn it. I'm gonna have to stop giving you. Oh, it's a good question. It's Aston Villa. Right. So you know already, don't you? I'll I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not saying being 100 sure. Right. Okay. 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 Do you, do you need to read any more of those clues again or what? Okay. What was the, how many goals was it? 76. 76. Okay. Hmm. Um, and they played three times for England. Yes. Sorry. How many caps? Three. For the, sorry. How many appearances for the Prem Club was it? 341. 341. And the club was Aston Villa. Come on, pal. It's a podcast. All right. Okay. Um, People think they've run out of internet when you when you start speaking. <laughs> I don't get any more questions. Nope, just the one. You know this. You know this answer. You're an anorak. This is easy. It's a tapping. <laughs> the Scottish one's kind of throwing me. Well, that, 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 yeah, well, you, you'll be fine once you start uh, thinking. Three caps for England. Mm-hmm. Eesh. Okay. Okay. Um, man, I'm really struggling. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm struggling. Come on, step up. Um, they, so they played for one Premier League club their entire career. That sounds Is like that a second is? question to me. Like from that sounds like a second question to me. Can I have a second question, please? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You you were giving it the big one in weeks one, two, and three. So this is because of you. Look, all right. This is this is the fall after the pride. You're you're witnessing it live here. Um, Listeners, listeners, (laughs) listeners. At this point here, can you please reach out to us on social media? Remember, if you don't know already, the the handle is kickback underscore Nadem. I need to hear from you on Instagram and on Twitter. If these were reasonable questions and if the answer was obvious, or if like you do, your head is spinning round in circles because that was the aim and it looks like it might (laughs) just be happening. 
Um, right. Okay. I'm going to have to put you on the clock. Okay. I'm going to have to put you on I've the clock. I've got it. I think. Okay. Go on. So you just said the team was Scotland. That's what that I said. They yeah. could have That's what I said. Uh, yeah. The only person I could think of is Gabby Bonglaw. So uh, Gabby Bonglaw. And that would be the correct answer. Well done. There we go. Very well done. Yeah. You see the Scotland thing. I kind of had a feeling you'd understand. You'd get it based on that because the goal record and stuff you can sort of balance out. But the teams he could have played for could have played for England, Scotland, and Nigeria. But if I said if I put in the Nigeria, it speaks for itself. You would have clocked see, it straight that's, away. That's a that's a nasty little curveball that the Scotland one. I think that's a, that's I, a cheeky but curveball. I did no, but I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I said uh, amongst no. other countries he could have played for, Scotland was one of them. That's what I said. Goodness. That's that's what I said. All right, now you came with that energy. That's fair. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Just you wait till next week. Just you wait till next week. I'm bringing even more energy just like that. I'll say this player played football with a ball. That's it. That's that. Those are your clues. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> no, but I'm ready for it. But congratulations anyway. I'm very happily going to donate £100 to the Christie in Manchester. Could be, people feel free to look up that charity if you if you're interested and. Now all that's left to say is please sit back as we head over to the Midlands, to the mansion, to the man in his mansion, the Aston Villa legend that is Gabby Agbonlahor. All right, Gabby. You all right, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? What's happening anywhere? Just the usual, mate. Just enjoying doing nothing. Mate, after a bit though, fuck me, it's boring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, to be fair. But you've like had it full pandemic as well though, so it's a bit different, isn't it? That's what I mean, mate. Let me try and... I'm out of breath, let's come out of the gym. You say... Oh, right, okay, no, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. You take, you take your time, man, don't rush. It's fine. I'm not fit like before, mate. I've been out, I've been out of the gym for 20 minutes, I'm still blowing. <laughs> That's brilliant. The, the thing is, like, we're older as well, so we can't neglect that. You know what I mean? Nah, 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 of course not. Right, so you ready then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right, so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabi Agbon Lahore. This is my Nigerian brother. This is the number one troll in football. And before <laughs> we even begin, let me put some respect on your name. For anybody that doesn't know, Gabi is the all-time leading goal scorer in the Premier League for Aston Villa, and he's a former England international. So if you don't know, you're about to get to know. So, Gabby, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks for having me. No, nah, it's good. It's good. It's good to get you on. And I'll be honest, I was a bit nervous because I know what you're like as a person. As a friend, you're a troll. You're a full-blown troll. <laughs> but I know you can be serious as well because I do see you nah, on TV course, and stuff. Course, you know what I mean? So, nah. so it's good. There's times to be serious. Times to have a bit of banter. Yeah, we'll know. have banter. But I want to talk yeah. about your story then to this point. And okay. when I was doing my research and stuff, obviously we're the same age, so we kind of lived through the similar things. But the detail yeah. of it, I want you to share today. So, firstly, you came through at Villa's yeah. Academy, yeah? But yeah. when I was looking on your wiki and things like that, it didn't say you played for, like, England under 15s, 16s, 17s, 18s. Did you do that or did you not? No, I um, only played for England under 20s. Really? I think it was, like, one, one game against Russia. I remember it, Russia away. Oh, I played under twenties, then I played under twenty ones. So I didn't play until under twenties. So does that mean that in the academy you weren't one of the main men then? No, 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 no. You know what? During the academy, I was um I joined at like thirteen and um I was doing well during the academy, just I just didn't get the call up. It was strange. It was like the kids that were in the academy from like under eights just stayed in the England team. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like you were doing better than some of the players, but because they've been in there since they were younger. Uh -huh. It's like they didn't make any changes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even under 18s, I was banging in goals, top goal scorer for Villa um, in the under 18 league. Didn't get called up, nothing until um, I was like, I think I was 18, but I might have been too old for under 18s. So the next one was under 20s because yeah. I wasn't good enough for under 21s. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, let's talk about that under 20 Russia game then. Are you sure it wasn't at home? Was it down south? Because I played an under 20s game and I scored and no, it's against no, Russia. no. It was it was definitely Russia away. I remember. Was it, it was brutal? Okay. Yeah, I remember going there and like. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, didn't enjoy. Yeah, it. Yeah, you don't forget those. So no. it's interesting then. So considering who you are now, it seems strange that you didn't play for the England ranks. And you know, there's a whole different conversation to be had about like why they can have a group of players that follow their careers through the England team, but not necessarily with the clubs. But something you said, which I thought was interesting, is how can you join the academy at 13? What were you doing before that? 
basically um, I was just playing under um playing Sunday League football and um yeah, just just didn't get spotted. I mean I used to score goals from like I think my dad said since I was like seven okay. for like the Sunday League team, but never got spotted until and the funny thing is I didn't get spotted at Sunday League. Right, okay. I got spotted through um basically if you if you're one of the best in your school team, you play for the district. Yeah. So the local district have a team, basically. So I got into that team when I was at school. I think I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And um, I got scouted playing for them by Villa and Wolves at the same time. Okay. So um, that's when I got scouted. Not through playing Sunday League. So some, sometimes it's about luck as well. Like yeah. Maybe there was no scouts watching any of my games ever. There's that many games yeah. that go on yeah. through, the, through the city, you know? Yeah. The, the, the whole conversation about luck is like, it's a tricky one because you can't really explain it. But for everybody mm. throughout their careers, there's been some element of it because very rarely, do you, very rarely do you find someone that's like the golden child from the get go, where everything just falls into their path, and as a consequence, they have to be selected, they have to be this. Like, there's luck to everything, and we'll get to that. But so you come in through the academy, then you said under 18s and stuff, you're one of the top scorers. So how did you feel then when you actually got sent out on loan? Because that's the sort of age where some people were starting to play for first teams now in our generation. You know what, though, Nadam? I didn't feel ready. When, when I think back to it, I used to be um, a bit nervous, like, even training with the first team. Right. It was quite, it was strange. It was like, I was used to my mates in your yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. was like, yeah, I want to stay at under 18 level forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm enjoying playing with my mates and, you know, I'm scoring hat-tricks here, two goals here. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm playing reserve team football as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was playing in the reserves as well on a Monday night and I was scoring goals there. But, I don't know, just like going up that level to the first team seemed a bit scary, you know, all the players, you, you, you're a bit like, whoa, that's Gareth Barry, that's Lee Hendry, that's um, Darius Vassell. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the big boys. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah. So when, when, I, when I got sent out alone, it was more just to try and maybe go out and get used to playing with men. Yeah, yeah. And there were, I had the two worst loan spells I've probably ever had. <laughs> go on then. Honestly, I remember I went to, um, first of all, I went to Watford. And um, I remember the first day I got there, um, there was this player whipping in balls in the, in the bottom corner, top corner, bottom corner. I was like, who's that? And um, the lads were like, oh, that's Ashley Young. Yeah. He's, um, he's coming back from injury. He's just doing his rehab. Yeah. I couldn't believe it, mate. Yeah. I'm talking whipping balls yeah. in. Yeah. And um, I was brought in because he was injured. Yeah. So I was brought on a month's loan from Villa because he was injured. Mm-hmm. There was Marlon King there, Trevor Benjamin. I remember I played I played one game and then I didn't play again for a month. Mm. And like it got extended for a month, didn't play. Yeah. So I come back to Villa having no goals, probably not even any shots. <laughs> First time I played in the championship around fans, I was like, whoa, there's fans watching. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit into, you know, yeah. like, people don't understand. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's a different, yeah. And then, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I went to, I come back, same season, went to Sheffield Wednesday. And I remember the good part about it was that Sheffield Wednesday didn't want players in hotels. So they put us in digs sort of thing. Okay. So they're this lovely family that put me up with their two sons and I still speak to them to today. Okay. So I actually enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Getting away from home. You know what Nigerian parents yeah, are like. Yeah, My yeah, dad was yeah. super strict. Yeah. I was happy to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just like be free a bit. Okay. So I remember going there and thinking like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm happy that I'm at my dad's house. I'm finally free. But I just struggled to show anything on loan. I mean, I was there for um, two and a half months and didn't score, ended up playing reserve team. Right. Okay. And it was just an awful loan again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, I remember saying it. I remember like meeting some um, a girl who worked at um, the local hair salon. Mm-hmm. I'll go and meet her and her mate who worked there with uh, Chris Eagles. Yeah. After um after training, I remember saying to her, "I hate football. I don't play anymore. I hate football." Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm away on loan and I'm not yeah, playing, tough, and yeah. like I'm thinking, like, what am I doing here? Especially as a young young guy as well. But then we go through all this. But I think it was shortly after you ended up making your debut. For Villa, and is that it was, it, it, it was two weeks afterwards? So, how do you explain that then? Was that the good fortune, or was it something else? That was, mate, that was as lucky as you can get. Like, David O'Leary didn't even speak to me. It was, I'd come back from loan, back to the reserves. And I remember I got um, the reserve team manager called me and says, The first team want you to train with them. I was like, <laughs> well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even keep the ball on loan. <laughs> but what had happened was, I don't know what strikers are. I can't remember the strikers. It might have been Angel, maybe Kevin Phillips, yeah. and 
maybe for sell. I'm not sure the exact strikers, but they were either ill or injured. Yeah. All that was left was Luke Moore. Yeah. So they called me up to the first team because I was basically the best of the rest. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the best in the reserve team. So um, I'm a training for one day and traveling Everton away. I, I remember sitting on the coach thinking like, where do I sit? And they were all like, I'll oh, sit over there. That's, that's the empty seat. <laughs> um, you know what it's like, mate? Yeah. That's the seat over there. And then, um, yeah. And then the night before the game, the gaffer says he's starting. In my head, I'm thinking, eh? <laughs> what are you about starting? Like, I've not even trained with you properly. Yeah. And I was going into starting against Everton. Everton were a good team then, by the way. Yeah. Arteta, yeah. Kale, yeah. Jolian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Big, big team then. And um, I just remember playing in the game and we got battered. I think it was 4-1, but I scored. Right, okay. So Lee Hendry picked the ball up and then put me through. I remember just trying to get a shot off shot. It was a bobbly pitch, Everton. So he yeah. bobbled over Richard Wright's hand. Yeah. He should have saved it all day. Yeah. All day. But that's the luck that you need. Yes. Because the first bit of luck is the strikers were ill and injured. Yeah. The second bit of luck was the keeper should have saved the shot he went in. Yeah. And if I didn't score, I probably would have been back with the reserves. But because a, an eight, a 19-year-old scores on their debut. It's hype, yeah. Local lad. Yeah. It's a story, isn't it? Yeah. You can't. You can't pie them to the back to the reserve team. You've got to keep them in the squad. Yeah, you know, like, that story is similar to so many others. Obviously, yours is very specific to you, but, like, people, some people have had great careers that started with moments like that, for you and ex- as an example. So when people come and ask you, what do you need to do to try and get to the very top? You can work as Don't hard as you want. Yeah, exactly. You can work as hard as you want, though, but it doesn't guarantee stuff like that will happen in your favour. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's... I don't, my, honestly, Nadim, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't get that bit of luck to, 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 to get that goal, get that start, because I probably would have stayed at Villa 10 of that season. I don't know what would have happened, mate. I don't know where, what career I would have had. Yeah. I would have had one. Yeah. So It's crazy, mate. So, Aston Villa at that time, was it, were they like in and around the top seven or was it was it before then? When was it? No, 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 no. They, they were like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. They were like the team like, Hard to explain now. Maybe like a, a Crystal Palace now. Okay. We were never going to go down. Yeah. But never fight. Your- yeah. All right. I get that. So, can you still hear me, yeah? Yo, are you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. Um, I can just about see you. Is that, I take it's probably my Wi-Fi. I apologize. Right. right. You ready for the next bit, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So then, you go from playing nine games in the in that first season when everything was basically stacked against you. So yeah, so you go from playing nine games in that first season where you know you weren't nobody expected you to be playing to then the next season basically playing every single game. Like, how does that happen? How does your story get written like that? So basically, um, if you remember, David O'Leary got sacked. Yeah, into that season. So that was a blessing for me because as much as I owe him for giving my debut, he didn't give me it because he wanted to. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's like, it's like he didn't, he didn't ever speak to me. Even like when I made the nine appearances, he never spoke to me. He was never that sort of manager. The blessing that happened was him getting a sack, Randy Lerner mm-hmm. buying the club, mm-hmm. Martin O'Neill coming in. Yeah. It was the start of a new era. Yeah. You know, like a new, new beginning. New for the club. Yeah. New beginning for everything. Yeah. And I remember, like, he was, like, the perfect manager, obsessed with pace, Nathan, <laughs> obsessed with, like, with youth and pace, obsessed. Yeah. I remember he come in and we'd done pre-season and he was just buzzing off me, mate. Like, he was like, you know what, we're going to play 4-3-3, four, four, three, three, mm-hmm. um, Luke Moore on the left because he's quick, yeah. Gabby on the right, Juan Pablo and Gal down the middle. Yeah. Stephen Davis, I think it was Gareth Barry and Stillian Petrov in the middle. Like, he was just obsessed with pace, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. like, he just put me on that right wing for the whole season. Yeah. And, like, because I was so quick, he was just obsessed with it. He knew that I was still, like, not the finished article by a million miles. Yeah. But because I was so rapid, do you know what I mean? I might yeah. have, like, I know you're saying. made five good crosses and ten bad crosses but because I was still raw. But I was quick and he was obsessed with pace. Yeah. So he played me. I remember I played every game they do. And, I was hungry. Yeah. Hungry for a new deal. Yeah. Hungry for more money. Yeah. Hungry for better. See what I mean? So I knew that he he always told me the more you play, the better you play. 
you'll get a new deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that. So I was hungry. And that's cool as well because you did get new deals in that time and he was honest. He bought into you and yeah, he was honest, yeah. you know, like as a player sometimes, like you think honesty comes as standard, but it doesn't. And you tend to find out and the hard way. you see what was good about him, Nathan? He, he said to me, my agent, he says, the big money will come, but you, you're going to get this yeah. if you play 40 games. Yeah. Then next season, you'll get a new deal again next season if you play yeah. 40 games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. He, he didn't lie to me, but he kept me hungry. He didn't yeah. give me the big money straight away because I'd come onto the season. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen today. Yeah. It's totally different now. But back then, it was perfect because I was hungry all the way through. Yeah. I probably signed four contracts in four years yeah, yeah. under Martin O'Neill yeah. because uh, he kept me hungry. Yeah, for sure. And to be fair, in those years, you were red hot. Like, looking back, those you could yeah. argue they're probably the best seasons of your career. You know what yeah, I mean? In terms of yeah. productivity, playing as much as you did. And to be fair, you must have felt essentially like the King of Birmingham because this is your hometown club now. And, you know, you're, you're the top of it. But the thing I want to ask about in terms of being the king, objectively, well, Aston Villa are a big club. They are a big club. But with all due respect, they're not the biggest in the Premier League. So when you're no. flying like you're doing there, and obviously, well, not obviously, but at that point, Villa were sort of in and around the top sort of seven, top eight, like when Youngie was there as well. So yeah. was there ever a thought in your mind about trying to go somewhere else to try and, say, achieve medals or have different sort of perspective? You know what, Nadem? It's crazy when I look back, like... I did uh, even if I had the chance to, like I did have the chance with Spurs at, um, in 2010, 11. But even before that, I think clubs just knew not to approach me. It's crazy. It was like I wouldn't have went. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I was that like you were home. That was comfortable. It. Yeah, I was at home. My family's here. My friends are here. I'm from Birmingham. I'm do. I'm, I'm playing for a club that's fighting for top four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Finish six, three seasons in a row. Fighting for top four. Yeah. What, what I was just like, I don't know what it was. Probably the word to use is I was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I never ever thought of going going to a new club around players that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No way. It was like that was even an option. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think as crazy as it is, clubs knew that. Yeah. Because there was never a transfer fee put in for me. There was never like there was one club Spurs that were that wanted me in 2010, but. Before that, there was no, no one ever put in an offer. It was like they knew that Gabriel Bonnehall was Mr. Villa. Yeah. That, like, you, you're not going to even persuade him to leave. Yeah. It was crazy, mate. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously, with that, you ended up spending 13 seasons there, I think it was. And for as much as you had a red hot start, it feels like you had a bit of a calmer middle. I think outside of the 2012, 2013 season, yeah. where you still averaged one in three, like, you had a sort of uh, a rougher patch as such. What do you reckon yeah. the reasons for that were? I don't know. I, I think there's a, there's quite a few reasons. I think the main reason for me was starting in 2008. Gareth Barry left. Yeah, major key. I was, I, was delight, I was delighted to see him James, come to City. James Milner left to Man City. Great. 2010, Ashley Young left. Yeah, to, to to Man United. So in my head, I'm thinking like, well, we're just selling all the best players. So. The standard went down. Yeah. You know what I mean, you've got all these heavyweights and no offense to the players coming in, still good players, but not as good. So yeah. if you look at my decline. What? Well, it's not, it's not, I'm not calling it like a decline as in you fell no, off. No, 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 no. But it's but just I'm, different. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm honest to be fair, Nathan. It was a decline, but a lot of the players were getting sold. It was like every season a top player got sold. Yeah. So it was so frustrating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so as a consequence, the club is changing. And you're part the club of that declined. change. Yeah. Year by year, the club declined. It, and that, that's the truth. Like, once Ashley Young left, that was it. And even when Ashley Young stayed the last season, we were fighting relegation under Gerard Houllier. Yeah. And Ashley Young was in the team then. We had Downing. We had um, Bentley. We had Heskey. But because we'd lost Milner the season before, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? It was a big dent in the team. Um, I think Martin Larson had gone as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it was like, then the next one after that was... Um, I think it, what year was it? Maybe 2012 was it? Where 2000, 2011 or 2012 when McLeish come in? Yeah, and then that was sort of a decline because the team was weaker. Then after that, two seasons later, Benteke comes and goes. Yeah, a few years later, then Dalphy leaves. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. So it's like you got all these good players, but you're selling them. So if you're in a team where the team's weakened, you're not gonna you're not gonna get as many chances. Yeah, you're not gonna. Players, good football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I to I totally get that. 
And at this point, the tag of being Mr. Villa is probably something which goes against you now because there's everybody, not necessarily jumping ship, but you're remaining, but it's a different vessel now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're gonna... but, Yeah, but I remember Randy Lerner saying to me, like, I remember saying to him, like, like everyone's going, like Randy, and he was like, yeah, but you're not going anywhere. You're, you're the one that can't go. Even when he brought in Paul Lambert, mm. he was like to Paul Lambert, um, you need to get the wage bill down. And um, I don't care if you if you have to put these players in the reserves, but you need to get this wage bill down. Yeah. But but not Gabby. You leave Gabby alone. <laughs> so you had Alan Hutton. Yeah. Put in the reserve changing room. Yeah. Darren Bent, like not playing much. Barry Bannon put in the reserve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like I was just not indispensable, but I was like not allowed it, to leave anywhere. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. And I was going to say now, so. When you're playing for your hometown club and you're doing well, you know, you are the king of the city. But as that, so as the club starts to turn and isn't as progressive, he's selling some of their biggest stars and the performances dip and, you know, the place in the season dips and stuff like that. How, what's it like playing for them when things aren't going well? Do you feel, did you used to feel more weight on your shoulders or were people always respect, respectful towards you because of, because of your history? Yeah, I think like I probably got a, um, a bit extra. Like maybe I hadn't like, what do they call it? Money in the bank with the yeah. fans because I, I had so, so many good seasons. I was a local lad, so maybe I didn't get as much stick as some of the other players. But I think the fans knew as well that once you weaken the squad, we weren't going to be fighting for top four anymore. Once mine and Neil left, it was like, all right, top four is gone now. Yeah. We're not fighting for that no more because we're selling all our best players. So I think the fans knew that, you know, Villa weren't going to be that team anymore. So they, they were okay with me um, for, for most of it. But how about people who were coming in then who, you know, say you, you lose an Ashley Young, but you bring but you bring somebody in to replace Ashley Young, but isn't as good as Ashley Young. Like how were those types of players coping with, say, being in a club where expectation was so high, but the results ultimately were like a long way from that? Did people struggle or was it okay? I think, yeah, I think people did struggle with the expectation. I mean, like even Charles in Zogbia, he, he was a great player on his day, but he just didn't have the consistency and he didn't have the, the hunger of an Ashley Young or James Milner, mm -hmm. you know, um, a Stuart Downing. So it, it was just like, once we, we, we started bringing in players like that and then I think after that season, I think the players that come in after that season were, probably didn't even know about this. the good team. That yeah, yeah. There were players coming from League Two. Yeah. There were players coming from League One players coming from the second division in in France. That's how bad it was under Paul Lambert. And I'll say to this day, I still give credit to Paul Lambert because he got sacked when we were in, a, in the relegation battle. But it kept us up for three seasons yeah. with no budget. We're having to sign players who were not good enough for Premier League, not good enough for Championship. Mm. Like We had the likes of no offence to them, but like Jordan Bowery, Jakub Silla, Antonio Luna, mm -hmm. Nicholas Hellenius. Honestly, these players wouldn't play in League League One, League Two, mm -hmm. some of them. And and they're expected to go to the Etihad yeah. and try and like stop Yaya Torre. Representing, you know what I mean? representing Aston Villa battered. as well. Representing Aston Villa. You're not representing like a small team or a small club. Like yeah. that's I suppose that's the thing about perception as well, isn't it? For some players, or say you bring a signing in and you could say the club's changed its direction, but as a fan base, you never really believe that that's the case because you're still Aston Villa. You remember how exactly. good those seasons felt, but now you're bringing in a different type of player because you're trying to balance the books. You're trying to become more stable, but ultimately, as I say, your expectations will never be lessened because you're Aston Villa no. at the end of the day. Exactly, but but we, we turned into a relegation battling team for so many seasons, and then the, the inevitable happened. We went down because I say it now, Sunderland. They went down because they were flirting with relegation for so many years. Yeah. If you keep flirting with relegation, you're going to go down. Yeah, for sure. Do you sure. know what I mean? You, you will. For sure. Simple as that. that, that that's, that's football for you. Like, you, you, you won't escape. Yeah, for sure. It's similar. It's Sorry, it's the exact opposite of, say, what the championship is, for example. Because, say, last mm. year, we saw Barnsley stay up with the last kick of the last game of last season. And this season, they're in fifth and they're about to be in the playoffs and potentially qualify for the, to be in the Premier League. But in, yeah. but in the Premier League, you spend a couple of seasons down and around that. Like, that is... Yeah, it gets you in the end. It always comes and gets you. It becomes you. exhausting of fighting. You're, like, you're fighting and fighting and fighting. You're like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, 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 you're just used to a battle. Your team's not good enough season after season. Yeah. And then eventually, like, you're just getting battered every week. That's what happened to us yeah. in the season we went down. It was just like, oh. Yeah. Like, 
Like, we need to bring in better players. Like, this is what happens. Yeah. Like, I, I said it all the time. I was like, this was the inevitable that was going to happen. You can't sell Aston Young, James Milner, Gareth Barry, Ben Teke, mm. Delph. You can't sell all these players, then bring in, like, the season we went down. We brought in eight players from France. Yeah. So, you can't just expect them to turn it on. That was the problem. Yeah. Some of them players have gone on to do amazing. Yeah. But... At that time, they weren't ready yet. Yeah. So in the, um, I think in the final three years of your time there, I think you ended up playing probably twenty games or so. I'm sorry, playing less than twenty games in each in each of yeah. those seasons. And considering you were and you are still such a big part of the football club, how did it feel not getting the opportunity to go out there and play? Because ultimately, that's what you've been used to for the years previous. I think to be fair, the the I think it was 2015. Is it 2015? We got relegated. Possibly. I think. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been 2015 we got relegated. And um, I remember when that, that happened, that season, Sherwood got um, sacked mm-hmm. um, halfway through the season. Then Remy Garde come in. I didn't really play much under him. We went down. Then the season we went down, I remember um, Roberto Di Matteo coming. Okay. The, when we got relegated that preseason, I had a great preseason. I got myself back into tip top shape, worked so hard to get in tip shop, top shape. The day before the season starts, he called me into his office, um, Roberto Di Matteo. He says, um, I think you should leave, you know, I think um, <laughs> after last season, <laughs> what? Um, you know, it would be better for the club if you went and, you know, left. I says, um, so I'm not going nowhere. What are you talking about? I said, I've been here since I was 13. What, where, where, where you go? That's what I said to him. You go? I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> this is how I spoke to him in the office. I was like, how dare you? Do you know what I mean? Who do you think you are? And if you're going to let so- ask someone to leave, ask them, tell them the first day of pre-season. Yeah. Don't, not the, not the day before. Yeah. He was like, Reading and Rangers want you. I said, I'm not going to Rangers. I'm not going to Reading. I says, I'll be here longer than you. Mm-hmm. That was my words to him and the owner in the office. Anyway, he lasted 10 games. Yeah. And then um, Steve Bruce come in um, that season and he brought me back in. Yeah. He just says, I oh, will get you fit. And then um, that was a season I scored against Blues away. My only goal of the season. Yeah. So I got fit that season. Then um, played a few games that season with Steve Bruce. The season finished then. Yeah. And then um, the following season, I had a great preseason, sharp, everything. But it was crazy, Nathan. It was like, I remember people say, I remember me saying to, to players when I was 19, the older lads, like, why are you getting massaged so much? Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, your legs, you this, you that, your legs go when you get older. I was like, nah, of course not, it, mate. My legs just couldn't hack it no more. Really? Honestly, I, I couldn't I couldn't repeat sprint. Yeah. It was crazy, mate. I couldn't, like, I was fit, but... I just couldn't sprint and keep keep sprinting in game yeah. and stuff. I don't know what it was. It was like the two years before I took its toll on me. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I'm not playing. Um, And then Steve Bruce, he loved me. I loved playing with Steve Bruce. I played, I scored on the first game of the season. Then I, I, I mean, I pulled my car three days after, no, three weeks afterwards. Then it's just injuries mm-hmm. on injuries. Pull your calf in training. Yeah. Hamstring, this, that. And it ended up, the last few months, mate, I was just like being a spare man in training just to help the lads in training. You know, yeah. like wasn't even involved anymore. Yeah. It was just like see it out yeah. this last season yeah. and then that's you. So them last three seasons were just like calamitous, really. Yeah. So you, you know, so you, so you knew then, you knew the time was coming to call it a day. Yeah, I think sometimes you know, don't you? And I think it happens earlier to some players. And I think with me, I don't know if it was just because my speed was so explosive and yeah. The amount of games I played for my career, honestly, my legs were gone. And I just knew that, like, I didn't want to, like, carry on playing and being the player that, like, you know what, his pace his pace has gone, but he's still playing and he might nick a goal here and there and you're getting paced by yeah. slow defenders. And, yeah. and you're getting the ball played, played in the channel. That was your game. But now you can't make them channel runs. Yeah. You can't get there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to force it in a championship at another club and and, like, just show myself up basically yeah that's why i didn't go and play anymore yeah yeah that's that's interesting i i get that i totally get that as well so now that you've stopped then what have exactly you've been doing with your life you know what the, the first um the first year because i always said to myself you know when i was playing like oh man i can't wait man like i'm 19 20 like yeah i'll play football i'll earn all this money and then when I retire, uh-huh. I'll go on loads of holidays. Yeah. That was my my vision of retiring from football. It was like, 
loads of holidays, travel the world, just chill, go to your local cafe in the morning, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Play golf, do this, relax. But I, for a year, I did that. Yeah. And then I remember sitting there on one of the mornings and thinking like, I've got nothing in the diary for the whole week. Yeah. This is no way to live. Like, like I'm bored of going away. Yeah. I'm bored of going to London and going to a club. I'm bored of going for dinners in London. I'm bored of going to Shisha Lounges. I'm bored of, like, of drinking. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm 33 years old. I'm not 60. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? I remember, like, Micah saying to me and then my mate Fem, you know, Fem, yeah. he, he said, they said something to me, like, just, just try the punditry. You've got a bit of banner about it, yeah? Like, you'll like it. People will like you. So that's when I started. Yeah. First of all, I've done some Astro sports. Yeah. Um, I've done Man City versus Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, I properly enjoyed it. I've done it with Sean Gota yeah. and Pitch Side. And I thought, you know what? It's not as bad. Because I was always scared of, like, my voice being a brummy. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you can't have a brummy doing TV. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People won't like the brummy accent. Yeah. But then I started doing more. I started doing bits of radio. I started doing bits and bobs. And I thought, you know what? If I can get two jobs a week, yeah, that's something to have in a diary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So since then, that's probably been like 18 months ago to now, mm-hmm. I've started doing more and more. And I've been enjoying it just because it keeps me busy and it gives me a purpose. Yeah. I wake up and I know, you know what, I've got to do that Saturday. Every Saturday I do talk sport, Saturday evenings. Yeah. So, and then I might have a job on a Sunday. I might have um, the odd job on a Tuesday. So it's just nice. I'll see my kids then like I've got some work to look forward to. So without this sort of work, I think I'll be lost. Yeah. I've done my badges, but I don't really think coaching's for me. Even though I've done my badges, I'm not sure I've got the patience for it. Yeah. So it's just crazy how you have one thought in your mind when you're playing of this retirement will be amazing. But even the players now they don't realise. Yeah. It don't matter what money you make you'll get bored yeah. of doing nothing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different on the other side. And listening to your story there, it sounds like um, a case of like, seek. you've had an identity for as long as you did as a player and now stepping out to not have anything on that side. You know, that is tough. It's good to be able to book things and say, I'm doing this and doing that. But because you and I, we're in a privileged position essentially where, you know, we have earned good money. So the stuff that we yeah. do is because we want to do it, not because we have to do exactly. it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think when you can still book away time slots, like not endless hours, you know, as I say, it is a privilege. It is good because you do have that sense of purpose again. You know, you, you're going to be doing something or the other. But the real question, to be fair, which needs to be addressed, yourself, myself, anybody else who's outside, who's retired recently, why is it that we're not getting as many gigs as Micah? Because whether I turn, my t- I turn my TV on, Micah's there. <laughs> I turn my laptop on, Micah's there. I turn the radio on, Micah's there. What is He's going on? He's everywhere, isn't he? Mate, He's everywhere. Mate, he, get, he, gets where, he gets where water would not. He is literally everywhere. I was even in America watching him do Champions League. I'm like, how is this even a thing? Yeah, he's everywhere, mate. I, I, on the radio, I hear him. I see him on adverts. Oh, man. man. I see him everywhere, hey, popping up. I'm seeing him on... Chocolate bars, dairy milk chocolate bars, yeah. people posting. I'm like, come on, leave it out, leave it out. But what do you he's everywhere? What do you reckon it is with him that's brought him so much success, do you reckon, in this time? I think I think with Micah, I think like, you know, once he stopped playing, I think he's got the perfect profile. If you look at look if you look at him, he's won the league yeah. twice, I think. Yeah. He's played Champions League football. Yeah. He's played for his country. Yeah. He's got charisma, he's got like banter. He he dresses well. He he um he looks the part. Yeah, he's a handsome looking fellow. Do you know what I mean? He dresses. He's got everything that you need for TV. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. He's got everything covered. If it's England game, if it's Champions League, he's played Champions League. Yeah, yeah. he's won the league, so he can do Premier League games as well yeah. with the big boys. So I think he just he just fits in perfectly. And even him, he said to me, he says, "Gabby, I can't be at home." Yeah, he said to me that like, I can't, I can't sit at home and do nothing. He says. But he's not doing it for the money. He's just doing it to keep busy. Like he would do six days a week, I reckon, out of seven in London, work. He'd be good. Yeah. Because he wants to keep busy, yeah. like, like like we all do. Because yes, it's nice to be with your kids, and if you've got kids and and then um, family time. But just like, like honestly, Nadim, I lose my mind. Yeah. Like like if I was sitting here now and I've got like today's Wednesday, I've got nothing else to do for the whole week. I'd be like, I don't want to be a full time. Daddy at home, yeah, cooking, cooking the kid dinner, yeah, whilst you wait for them to finish school, yeah. That's not what I want to do the rest of my life, yeah. Do you know what I mean, man? Yeah, you've had such. A, that's the thing. 
the football career, like, it doesn't prepare you for this moment. No, you know what I mean? No, not at all. Not one bit. Like, no one tells you it. Like, that's why, like, a lot's got to change. And maybe, like, players will listen to people like us because we've just retired and we, we, we're new to it. And I think as well, it's good for players to listen to, like, ex-players who it's not always the bad story yeah. of like yeah. you know what I've lost all my money I've done yeah, this like, yeah, yeah. maybe sometimes I listen to them to the players that you know what I, I save my money well and I'm still retired but I'm bored yeah. I want to do something so that they, they'll they'll listen to them as well do you know what I mean yeah. they'll be like you know what yeah maybe I should start my coaching badges now maybe I should open a business now yeah. ready for when I finish maybe I should think of what I'm going to do if it's a, a family business and say look now because it's crazy, mate. Like, yeah, it's when I was playing, it was like, yes, I can't wait to retire. I'm going to travel to Miami, Vegas, Dubai. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But we're young men. Some, some people, I'm sure there's some surgeons or doctors who don't start working till 30. Yeah. That's by the time they're qualified. Point. Do you know what I mean? That's a, and we're retired. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. And that's why I was going to say there is that in the fact that football doesn't prepare you for this point, because when you retire and stop you with your singular purpose, you're still very, very young. Whereas in other yeah. sort of industries and so on, you're retiring in your fifties and your sixties and your seventies. And at that point, maybe you do want to relax, but a 35 or whatever year old person isn't at the stage where they should be doing nothing. You know, but, exactly. but overall, you know. And you see the big problem about doing nothing as well, mate. I remember, like, the first year, I was putting on weight, mate. Yeah. I was sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, you're, you're going to eat yourself to a bloody <laughs> early, early grave. Like, because you're just not doing nothing. Yeah. And you like, you've got no purpose. You don't have to look well for anything because you're not leaving your... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that happens to a lot of footballers. Yeah. And then the one day I said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to be the traditional footballer who puts on... You know what I mean? 10, 15 kilos yeah. when they finish playing. I said, no, fix yourself up. Sorted the gym out in my house. Yeah. And I started running. And like, do you know what I mean? I said, no, I'm not going to be that person. But I can see why it happens, mate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, we can go into sort of like a deeper mental health issue type here. But we'll we'll save that for another point. But yeah. it's like, there is, there's so much to it. Because as well, for what you do, without even thinking, you'll be burning thousands of calories every week because you're going out training. You know what I mean? You're covering 100%. massive distances. But if if you're retired and you want to achieve the same thing and you look at that there, what you have to do, especially by yourself, it's like, nah, that's a bit much. But you still have the same appetite. You know, so it's like you're almost... Exactly. You're, yeah, exactly. You're built, you're, not that you're built to fail, but it but it's tough. And, you know, every day has its ups, every day has its downs. But to navigate through this space now, it would help if people were telling you what to expect. But unfortunately, there's there's a gap there because while you're playing, you're the most important thing in the world, but very quickly the exactly. game just moves on. Well, someone should go in and speak to the player. Someone who's not not just anybody, someone who's just retired and they recognise and they respect, and go and speak to the players. If that's you going to Man City or QPR, yeah. if that's me going to Villa yeah. and saying, "What are you going to do when you retire? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Set something up now so that when you do retire, you walk straight into it and." You know what I mean, everyone can't do punditry because there's not enough jobs yeah, for everyone. For sure, yeah. Everyone can't be a coach. But if that's what you want to do, start looking into it now. Start dipping your toe in it now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that so that when you finish, you're not just okay, what do I do now? I got I don't have to be a trainer at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because that's what I that's what I'd like for the first year. Don't get me wrong. I liked it that I felt like I've got no boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I want to like run around um, um, London or anywhere with my top off waving it about. I've got no boss. Yeah, I can't get fined. Yeah, I can't get sacked. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I felt free in a sense. I felt like I'm free. Like when you're playing football, you know there's consequences if you get caught out, if you get drunk and disorderly, or you do something, you get fined by the club. Yeah, but for that year, I felt free, mate. Yeah, of like, yeah, I don't have to be anywhere at nine o'clock if I want to get drunk. For, for 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 three days in a row, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. If I want to do this, I can do it, and there's no repercussions. That feeling was nice in itself. Yeah. But then I started to think, you know what? I miss, I miss having a boss. Yeah. I miss like not being in at nine thirty. I miss a schedule. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The the I think the discipline element of being involved in a workplace like a football one, it, you have to be here. You have to do this. You have to be at this level yeah. of fitness. You have to do whatever. And although for some people that's daunting, for others, it's like, 
it's a nice test for yourself, a nice bit of expectation. How can I make yeah. sure that I do this every single day the right way? And then when you yeah. do have the freedoms as such to do whatever, you know, it kind of kind of goes out the window. But to go to piggyback on something you said as well, it's interesting as throughout careers, you've got some players who are senior players who talk to younger players about playing football. But from when you retire, you don't get the same access to the same building. So you can't come back and talk to the players then about what to expect about after retirement, because so many companies and so on will come in and say, invest in this, invest in that and so on and so forth. But you can't spend 24 hours a day watching your investments on a, on a computer screen. Like the day has to be lived. And I'll be honest, those conversations about what days look like post-retirement, they've not been had. Nobody's given that to me. I've not seen anybody have that. Except, but we kind of have it with each other because we're both on that side. You know, some people seek advice, whereas other people don't. Because first, they don't expect the retirement and they don't think that anything will be an issue. But for some, I see why it's an issue. I think they say like divorce rates and something in football are the highest once people finish playing football and all that. Yeah, but I can imagine though, because you've gone from a schedule, then maybe it's just being in the house 24-7. Yeah. And you're around, your wife maybe like a lot more than you used to. Yeah. And you, you probably find out that you don't get on as much. But... I'll just for me, just like I don't know, I didn't expect it to be as difficult. Like I don't know, mate. I, I was in a different. I might have been in Narnia, thinking that <laughs> you know what, I'll be on loads of holidays. I'll be traveling the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? My investments will will cover like my expenditure forever, and like I'm gonna just live this fairy tale life. But then after a bit, you're like, no, mate. You got kids. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You got school runs. Yeah. You, <laughs> reality. You, 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 you've got you've got reality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you you've got to do all that, so you can't go on these holidays because you've got yeah. You've got like priorities back at home. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, I can't just sit here like this. And yeah. Then you're watching the lads you used to play with playing football, and you you're seeing this there, and you're like, oh, I need to do something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like it's horrible, mate. And I think a lot of players now don't realize what's coming. Yeah. And you're not all going to play till 35. It doesn't work out as a fairy tale career. Yeah. I thought I'd play till 35. Yeah. Loads of people that I know thought to play till 35. It doesn't, it doesn't always work like that. Yeah, yeah for sure. For- so that's a big thing as well to like explain to the footballers now, the young players, is save like it's your last contract. Yeah. Because it could don't, be. Don't, it could don't, be. Don't save like you, you, you're going to play for 35 and you're going to have great money to 35. Yeah. Because my agent was great with me. He was an ex accountant and he always says, don't invest in anything unless your contract can cover it. Yeah. So I bought a house, my contract had to cover it. Yeah. Like it was my last one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's advice that I think players need. Yeah. Because these American footballers are worse for it. They'll get 50 million pound houses and the guarantee probably like two million. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. So to change the pace a little bit then, let's look back in your career. Yeah. So which was your favorite season? I think it was two thousand and nine to ten. And why? It was like my my best my best goal scoring season. Yeah. Um, I got thirteen Premier League goals. I just felt not the complete player, but the most complete I could be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I felt I'd peaked. Yeah. I'd peaked that season. That was my peak. I was the best I could be. And what a feeling is as well to be a player and to be just lights out. You can go out there. And you've got ultimate confidence in yourself. There's no one you're coming up against who you fear. You just know you're going to play well and at the highest level. Yeah, that, that's what it was like, mate. I think it helped with my teammates. I mean, um, Gareth Barry had left them. But like, I remember I was watching um, at work, TalkSport. I was watching like a month ago on the screen. For some reason, it had the Villa versus Man United calling Cup final on. Yeah. So I'm trying to work and I'm watching that for the whole hour and a half of the game. Yeah. And I thought, like, I haven't, I've never watched that game back before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was all right, weren't I? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, watched it, I was watching it. I was like, I was, I was running the channels. I was like causing havoc. But it was Downing, Milner, Young, yeah. Petrov. Yeah, that's nice. Like Petrov and Milner in the middle. Yeah, Downing nice and Young. Yeah. Me and Heskey. Yeah. It was like Carlos Queller, Don Collins, Warner. Yeah, that's nice too. Friedel. It was like, do you know, like that season was just like, I don't know, John Carew on the bench. He played a lot that season as well. It was just... The complete, I felt. Yeah. You know what I mean, I was stronger. Yeah. That is the strongest I'd felt, but I was still quick yeah. with the strength. Does that make sense? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, I could use my left foot better. Yeah. Like I, I'd mastered the, my left foot more. I was scoring more in my left foot. Do you know, like yeah, I felt like um a lot better that season. Okay, so so the, the other side of the coin then. So what was the toughest time for you? Which season was the toughest? Um, I think the toughest season would would definitely be. Um, 
The one where we got relegated. The first time. Yeah. No, no, you only got relegated one time, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. One, yeah, we got relegated that season. It was it was strange because I remember the preseason, it was a good preseason, then Ben Teke had left. Yeah. Then Dalf was meant to stay, but he left in the preseason. Yeah. Then we brought in AU, we brought in Gested, we brought in Amavi, we brought in Verici, we brought in um, Idrissa Gray. Mm-hmm. We brought in these new players. We let Wyman go. We let Cleverly go. Do you know what I mean? We lost the players that you used to playing with. Yeah. We brought all these new players in. Tim Sherwood didn't have a choice in the transfers. Yeah. They wanted cheap French players who were on cheap money. Yeah. And we just didn't click, mate. The change room was split. English only speaking to each other. Yeah. It was toxic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. French players yeah, only yeah. speaking to each other. It was like me, Micah, Jolian, Grealish, Scott Sinclair. It was like just... The French players talking French loud in the dressing room. The English players separate. It was it was toxic. Yeah, yeah. honestly, it was never gonna. It was never gonna stay up. Yeah, I, I get that. I just remember it being. I hated football that season. <laughs> I was like, it was crazy, mate. I was I was just like, there was no chemistry between the players. It was set up for disaster, to be honest. Yeah, and you know, with those relegation seasons, like every club basically yeah. has like an eclectic mix of personalities, you know, nationalities yeah. and so on. And when you're winning. Everyone agrees because it's nice football. You're winning. Everything's great. But when you go through a spell where you're barely winning, you're losing every single week, basically, like there are more issues to be had. Yeah. Like, like some of the, I remember Amavi, like great lad, great player. But it was his first season. He was, he was so, he was an attacking left back, yeah. not a defensive one. Yeah. So he'd make mistake and then they'd go and score, we'd lose the game. Do you know what I mean? But when the gaffer tried to say anything, like they didn't really understand English that much and, on the coach afterwards, you'd hear them like just talking French together, maybe hammering other players yeah. who can't speak French. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just toxic, mate, to be honest. And like, it was just the team wasn't good enough to stay up either, I don't think. We'd lost the base of our team. We lost Benteke, Delft, Vyman, Cleverly, Westwood yeah. was, was, wasn't playing much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you lost the best part of your team. Yeah. Do you know as well with these relegations, because I experienced two of them. Like you can, we can look back and say what we want about issues here, issues there. But ultimately, it's the thirty-eight game season, and if you're not good enough, you'll go down. And yeah, for the two seasons, down. like we weren't at QPR, we, we weren't good enough, so we went down. That's just how it is. You can't try and hide behind an incident or whatever. We just weren't good enough. Um, so you ended up essentially playing your whole career at Villa, obviously apart from the loans at the start. Looking back now, do you wish you could have experienced something different as well? You know what? I wish. When I look back now and I look at all the players moving abroad and stuff, I wish I would have um, tried abroad. Okay, okay. I wish I would have been brave enough. I don't think I was brave enough to 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 to, to step out of my comfort zone. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I wasn't like I was just happy to be at Aston Villa to 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 be at my boyhood club to to be in Birmingham at home because during my career I was always like. London lads are travelling at 6.30 in the morning yeah. to London to get to training. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't jealous of that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go to a London team and, like, travel from Birmingham because I didn't want to live there yeah. or Manchester. Yeah. So, leaving my family to go abroad, like, I was just comfortable at a, at a big club. Yeah. And I maybe look back now and I think, you know what, would it have been nice to play in Spain or Italy or Germany? Yeah, it would have, but... I just knew that, like, I was just comfortable, mate, and, like, in my comfort zone is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, for sure. And for as much as maybe you could have experienced something abroad, you ended up being the all-time Premier League goal scorer for your hometown team and your full England international. So, overall, it's not it's not bad. To, it's not bad, really, is it? No, no, definitely not. I mean, obviously, I made a lot of mistakes as well. Do you know what I mean? That I regret how it finished the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, It would have been nice if it was turned around the opposite yeah. of the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My last seven seasons, eight seasons being my... The, no, my first being my last, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Changing it over. But it is what it is, you know. Um, I think some Villa fans will still be annoyed if I ended, but I think the majority will remember the, the, the rest of my career. Yeah, 100%. So my final question to you, as I get all the guests to do on here, is I need, to, I need you to name the best five-a-side team of players who you played with in your career. And let's make it Villa specific because obviously you played for England, but that's a bit yeah, of a cheat. Yeah, yeah, I mean it'll be like them. Yeah. Um, so I think goalkeeper because it's five sides. You need 
you need someone with good feet. Yes, that's right. So Shea given, yes. for sure. Because he was nice, yeah. Don't don't let him find out, but he was good with his feet because he's a jerky little so and so. Yeah, horse. Um, yeah, he'd be like, "Of course you picked me." <laughs> Obviously, of course he did. You had no choice. Um, I'm not picking myself, by the way. Yeah, I'm not myself. no, I'd have, I'm gonna I'd have pick, taken you um, anyway. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I've got to pick Meeks. Yeah, okay, for a five, yeah, for a five like, aside, where's that? Yeah, like no, he's my because. He, he, He's my rock at the back. Yeah. No nonsense. He's flying forward, like, though. He's flying forward. At this point, I'm going to have yeah. to jump in and say, you need another defender back there because Mike is going to get off. He's too hungry for goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike's going to get off. I think I'm going to go... Um, yeah, Mike, because he's so strong. You need, you know, I think in five side, you need to have that person. No nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One-on-one, one on one, no nonsense. Yeah, no doubt. So you're going to be on one-on-one on one a lot, aren't yes. you? Yes, you're on an island, You don't need as much technical... Um, right back or defender in there. Yeah. Um, and I think Mulder, Mulder defender, I'm going to go with um, Olaf Malberg. Okay, okay. I like that. Because he was technical. People don't probably remember him. Very technical centre half. So mm-hmm. he'd be another one who's a rock and he can play out from the back as well. Perfect. Um, and my two centre midfielders, uh, I'm oh, going to go... For the record, this is... You may want to get rid of a defender because it's five players total, not a goalkeeper and five. It's just five. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So you're at you're sitting at three right now. So you can take out. Michael okay, Malberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take out Malberg. Okay. okay, I'm gonna put um one at the back. I'm gonna go with um two midfielders of Gareth Barry. Without without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And um Jack Greenish. I mean, honestly, like for, even in five sides in training, like he's a joke. Yeah, like, I can imagine. He's the perfect five side player. Yeah, I can imagine. Like one twos. Yeah, horrible. And then I'm gonna go with it was tough to leave Ashley Young out, but I've got to go with John Carew. John, because he's that sort of five side player where the keeper just kick it to him and he can around. hold the defender he... off, just have him there waiting and set the midfielder for a shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let me. Before we put a bow on this, let me tell you a story about John Carew, yeah? So we were playing against you guys and Michael was centre-back and I was <laughs> right back. And someone played a channel ball, yeah? And Michael was on flames at the time. I think Sven might be manager. So we're looking at 2008 or whatever. And John Carew's yeah. kind of got it. And Michael runs, because he's strong, tries to barge him, fell to the floor. <laughs> but he got up and I'm running alongside it, just at right back. And he, Michael goes to do it again. Barged him, fell on the floor. So Michael fell on the floor twice. I said... Okay, cool. And I got off into centre back because I was not having any of that whatsoever. Yeah. But it was hilarious. Big mate, honestly, I, I, I've never seen anything like it in training. I'm talking like Martin Larson, Richard Don, James Collins, big centre halves. I've never seen someone abuse them like Don Curry would. <laughs> I'm talking like you know they them them muggy ones where like the ball's played into him and you're trying to get there, but he's just holding you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yep. arm there, like yep. you're not going anywhere. Don't try and like. Shove me to get the ball. I'm not moving either. Yeah, Are you probably even like your strong name. Nah, you probably wouldn't even try nah, it. Never. You're getting embarrassed. Yeah? Never. That, like I said in that story, I was supposed to be helping Mike. Or I got off. I said, Nah, nah I'm nah, not. Nah. That's not for me. That's... He's the sort of player where you've got to like, if you're defending against him you, in five side, you've got to just like, probably don't let him touch you. Yeah. And then like, just don't let him turn. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah, don't let him pin you. Like Meek, Mike Meeks used to do it to me in training. Like, like he'll never let me like turn, yeah. but he wouldn't try and hold me. Yeah, yeah. and have a grappling match. Yeah, he'd be like, you're not turning, you're not shooting, but you can. Yeah. Only thing you're doing is passing it back. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But he's he's got to go in there, mate. Great player. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's that draws everything to a close. So I want to say thank you. And everybody who's just listened to him for that last hour, he's not usually like this. He's a massive troll. <laughs> he's a massive <laughs> troll. I've got to get onto trolling now on Instagram now. I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, thanks for coming on. And it's a great story. And I'm glad you shared some of that yeah. because it's really, really interesting. And I hope everybody enjoyed that too. So thank you very much, my brother. Yeah. No problem, Nader. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Yeah, all right. Take easy, mate. Have a good one. Top man, Nader. Top man. Bye. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. I'll be honest with you all. Gabby will admit this himself too but he's usually a massive troll. So to be able to get that much sense and honesty out of him is a miracle. And so I'm delighted to have had the opportunity. So thank you, Gabby, for not being yourself for once. But anyway, to all those that have made it this far, thank you for listening. Thank you to my friend and master producer, Mr. Ryan Hale. 
And thank you to George Atehurt Studios here in Manchester for being so accommodating, like always. Be sure to interact with us on our social media and subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any future releases. And that's it. So bye for now. <laughs>